This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Sunday fun day, let's hope so. Welcome to the warm-up episode 84. I'm your host, Freddie Frost, and to preview Hull City, I'm joined by Thomas Bradshaw. How are you, Tom? All right, Brady, mate. I'm not too bad. Um, almost recovered from my illness. Um, the medical team gave me the go-ahead today. I might just make 60 minutes, I think, just about. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, we have got five subs to play with, so who knows what we'll sub be on for. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, but yeah, good. how are you? Are you all right? I'm I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Um feel a bit more positive about uh the old Scotsman in charge after um after the Luton game. I was gonna ask actually, Tom, you were off last week. Yeah. Um so we did the special on Mark Fotheringham. We, had, yes. we haven't heard your opinion. Just just quickly, what, what do you kind of make of the appointment and, and the two games in charge so far? Um, totally honest. A bit uninspired about the appointment coming okay. off straight away. Uh, then obviously Reading happened and it was a bit like, oh, blooming it, classic. It was a bad, maybe a bad decision, this. Um, but then... There was a lot of positives from Tuesday night, I thought. One of the main things was we've got a manager on the sideline who can outshout Nathan Jones in 90 minutes of a game, um, and that takes some doing. So that's something that I am quite pleased with because all he could hear during that game was him directing the players. I think it's the the penalty, the second, the second goal. Um, you can almost hear him... I think he's directing one of the lads to run to the back post and that kind of gives a space for Jordan to get his header off. Um, so, yeah, I think there's, there's, there is promising signs from Tuesday and I'm never not going to like a manager who just loves um, shouting <laughs> a lot on the sidelines. So, yeah, give him, give him a chance, I think. Would you, would you let him shout at you? Not in a, not in a sexual way. That's not clear. <laughs> Um, it's not really a fetish of mine, yeah. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I I think if he's inspirational, give him, he can have a go at it. Yeah, yeah. Would you try hard? Do you warm to that style of management? That's what I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I I like him. Um, I like a bit of a bollocking now and again. I like someone to be saying, "Come on, pull your finger out. You need to be doing this." Yeah, definitely. Okay, you chose pull your finger out when we just talked about sexual. Anyway, yeah. right, come on. <laughs> come on. We're it's a family podcast. Start, really. We're a family podcast. Well, it's because you said you uh, for the listeners who uh, who don't know, you're you're not at your home base. Uh, no, I'm not. I've been kicked out my house. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't, just to clarify. <laughs> I, uh, I'm at CD Hotel in Rotherham. That's all I can disclose. <laughs> and uh, all we are saying is Huddersfield are playing Rotherham next weekend. So uh, we'll just, uh, we'll, that's just a fact. We'll just see what happens. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you'll see me in the uh, in the dugout on the Rotherham end. Oh no, they've just got their manager, but he'll be looking for some backroom staff at the moment. That's yeah. all I'll. <laughs> well, we'll we'll leave the audience to the listeners to fill in the gaps there, shall we? Um, <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so we talked a little bit about uh, Mark Fotheringham. Uh, it is a draw and defeat uh, in his first two games in charge. But as we said, a bit of encouragement in the the free old draw with Luton. Saw some uh, neutrals saying, "Oh, Luton must have absolutely dominated that game because they had a lot mm. more shots." Um, yeah. Would disagree with that, but um, I, you know, it's some encouraging stuff. Uh, but it is 11 games, 11 games played now, eight points, two wins, two draws and seven defeats for Town, which means they are still 23rd in the table. Town's opponents, Hull City, have lost five and six and currently managerless, uh, but they've got a 2-1 win in midweek against Wigan. However, by the time you probably listen to this, it looks like Pedro Martins, former Olympiacos manager, is set to take charge, who uh, Carlos caught Brown replaced and obviously yeah. went really well for Carlos. Um, <laughs> Hull are a bit of an interesting one so they're 17th from the table they've got the worst defence in the division they've conceded 24 goals um, but they've got the top scorer Oscar Stupinan uh, Tom is he your key player for this I mean it, it'd be uh, interesting he's in the list he is in the list um, so it is what a signing he could turn out for them really when you look at it I mean I'd never heard of him before him going to Hull um, he plays like a Colombian. He gets gets about, <laughs> gives gives um, gives everyone a bit. Uh, a lot of his goals seem to come in the box. So, I mean, that, well, that's perfect for a striker. And you want someone in the box picking up the scrappy things. Gets he gets to the ball first a lot. Um, so it's kind of if if you want to keep him quiet. Lads have got to be on it. If that ball's flying in there, make sure it's, it doesn't bounce. It's out straight away because it it's, looks like from the eight goals he scored in it, bro, this season so far. So, yeah, right. most, most of those have come from a bit of like the ball's played in, it's a bit scrappy and he's always on the end of it, um, which is what what striker, what kind of striker you want. You want someone doing that. Um, be interesting to see how he goes throughout the season. It's the classic kind of coming to a new club in England in the summer when it's a, a bit warmer. <laughs> and then when you're playing for Hull in, you know what I mean, November through to March, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of um, adapts to that because he, he was in Portugal before, I think, wasn't he? So it's quite a, a difference there. Um, but yeah, I, so far, what a player. And you keeping quiet, you probably got a chance of winning the game. Yeah, I mean, even even if you don't, you know, they have conceded 24 goals, which is, you know, more than uh, with 11 games played. It's like they're conceding two every game pretty much. So even if you don't, just score more than them and you might be all right. So, um, which will be fine because, you know, Town are really good defensive for this season. So we, <laughs> we might have anything to worry about. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's hard to look past past the striker. Um, but I, I've actually gone for Nathan Baxter. Um, he's the goalkeeper on loan from Chelsea. He was on loan there last season. Mm. I think he's a really good keeper at this level. Um, and I know they've conceded the most goals in the division, but he hasn't played all the games and he had a bit of an injury. Just, I think if Town are going to get any joy from this, we, we saw um, a threat from set pieces. It was nice to see that return against Luton. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just think he'll be... It always seems to be quite good whenever we've seen him play. So I think um, he'll he could be a busy boy on on Sunday. We hope anyway. Um, you know he'll have to do well to keep us out. You'd think. Yeah. Um, but we'll see because um, Tom, you may be in Rotherham, but you actually you've done a little <laughs> tour of the north, haven't you? You went to Hull. I have I been all over the place. Yeah. Um, I, I went and caught up with Ant from Hull and Back, the the Hull podcast. Um just to get a feel of what they think ahead of Sunday and uh, how their season's going so far. We've lost to a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, how do you think you'll fare this season and what are your expectations? Uh, it's impossible to tell where, how we'll do this season. Um, you know, beginning of the season, we had high optimism, you know, new owner. Um, 
massive upturn in players. You know, well documented. We've signed quite a few players, but you know, we've had a League One slash lower Championship side standard squad that that needed improving if if we're to achieve Ajin's aim of obviously getting into the Premier League at some point. Um, but we've been cursed with injuries, so you know, we we started really well, then went on a really bad run, and then only just beaten Wigan. But the performances are picked up, and 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 we we should hopefully have Pedro Martins as manager by the time we come to you guys, and um, you know he'll have seen that this this side does have the the willingness to press and do well, and um, you know take the game to the to the opposition. So hopefully we see a bit more of that under him, and and you know I'd be happy with a mid table finish. I think that's where we'll end up. Sounds like Pedro Martins is set to become your new manager. Are you happy with that appointment, or would you prefer someone else? Um, I would have probably preferred someone with championship experience, but in saying that, Pedro Martins has a very successful CV. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's won titles, he's won silver out, he's, he's managing the Champions League, he's managing the Europa League. Uh, you know, he took Braga to the Europa League not that long ago. It's, it, you know, it's, it's the kind of winning mentality I think that a squad like this needs. We've got a lot of a lot of players in there that have got international experience, you know, we've got title winners like Sarri, uh, Figueiredo won promotion with Forest, etc. You know, we've got players in there that are winners. Uh, we just need to unlock that potential that's in the side that we are yet to see. Um, you know, we've got uh, Estepinion up top, who I think if you give him the correct service, he's going to be 20-25 goal a season striker. Um, and he's he's having to work really hard for his chances at the minute. But um, hopefully Martins, you know, will will set the team up in a way that, that caters to his strengths and then we, you know, just get him firing and get up the league. Which player excites you the most for the season ahead? Um, definitely just opinion in in a sense of, you know, it's been a while since we've had a striker that looks capable of scoring goals regularly and um, being in the right place at the right time. Uh, Oscar definitely fits that bill. But um, more recently, um, we've signed Dogagan Sinek, who is a Turkish international. Um, had a very good season last season, got a few assists and goals. Uh, in the Turkish league, but he's come across here and then he got injured and he was out for about five or six weeks. He only made his debut against Luton off the bench. He started against Wigan on Friday night, uh, uh, yesterday, sorry, um, on Wednesday night, and looked. He just looks a very, very tidy player. He looks, um, you know, very skillful. Drives forward, wants to go forward. Um, got an eye for. Uh, a good pass. His cro- his delivery from crosses is very good. He just looks like he could be probably one of our best signings of the summer. You know, I'm saying that based on on you know maybe just over an hour of football or, or so that he's played, but he he just looks very very promising at the minute. Does cynic. And what's your prediction for Sunday? Uh, we never do well at Huddersfield. It's become part of the tradition to go for a for a, a post match beer to you know drown your sorrows after we've been paggered by three or four goals um but given the uh the change in mentality since shotter avaladzi's sacking you know we were we really were playing poor uh it was a slightly slight improvement against luton you know but dawson didn't have much time with them uh, so it was more or less just a continuation of that and then against wigan you know tenfold the performances across the field were improved we were, we were pressing high creating chances crossing the ball we looked a lot more organized even scored a set piece it's usually us conceding them but you know hopefully that kind of vein continues and we can you know kind of pile the pressure on Huddersfield. i know you got a very good um three three draw against luton last time out um but I'm, as far as i'm aware you only had about four or five shots and one of those was a penalty so, you know, we, we, as long as we can limit you, maybe get the first goal, um, I'd be quite promised. But, you know, all the omens are pointing at a, a Huddersfield win. So I'm going to go in the in a happy middle ground and say um, a 1-1 draw. Lovely. Tom, did, yeah. you, uh, did you squeeze in a trip to the deep? Oh, yeah, that? I loved it. I saw a few fish, saw um, a turtle, some uh, seahorses. Um, I also, I mean, city of culture, wasn't it? Was it yeah. a few years ago? So, yeah, it, got, uh, it was beautiful. A beautiful city hall. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I enjoyed, enjoyed my visit. Nice. I, I, I love the deep, although um, I remember going with a friend of mine when we were young, and he was like, oh, it smells of the sea, this. 
yeah, we're in a quote, mate. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's stop talking about the D. We'll have a little quick break and then we'll come back and do the mailbag. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cozzy, what what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, hello. So, oh, wait, why did you have a break then? Did you go get a cup of tea or something? I um stretched. Um, so for <laughs> listeners who don't know, yeah, I have to stretching, aren't you? Yeah, I'm I'm like a sh- um I'm like a shark. If I don't stop moving, I'll die. So <laughs> <laughs> um, just had to stretch the legs. Um, Those nipples grow ready yet? My, my nipples <laughs> have grown back. Yeah. Um, I was telling this to someone the other day, and uh, they were fascinated that you were so fascinated about this. So I don't know what that says about you. Yeah, um, well, I've never had nipple rub before, so. I just, I just, just intrigued. What happens to them? Do they just disappear or fall off or what? You know, like a scab. You've just got like your two nipples. And... <laughs> I think um, it's a shame we're not really allowed in the pre-match presses because I'd love to ask footballers this. I know there were yeah. um, like you know the sports vests that track the. But does that protect you from nipple chafe? Ooh, the real yeah. hard-hitting questions that we all want to know. Mm, that's a good one. We should look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time for the mailbag. <laughs> You've got mail. So, Tom, we've got quite a few questions for this, actually. Um, okay. I thought, so thank you to the listeners um, for sending these in. Um, I've not told Tom any of these, so I'm putting him on the spot, so this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. But the first question is, Tom, you may have seen there was one man who was getting a lot of stick, uh, and I think the question from Dave Hay uh, is asking this. Um, when I'm referring to the stick, I mean the Luton game. Yeah. Um, Dave asks, would a more pertinent question be, why do football fans, not just necessarily town fans, need a scapegoat? Is there something missing in their life? A nice ex- existential one for you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, I don't think I've, especially recent seasons, I think I've tried my best to avoid scapegoat but it becomes a mob mentality doesn't it after a little bit if people start murmuring about a certain player and it starts passing around and then it kind of just gets ingrained in your mind that oh yeah them oh I don't know about them that's how it works I think um are we talking about Sauber really here more? I think or in well Betty? I think we might well I assumed it was Mbete because you had a few Mbete questions. But, um, yeah, I suppose you could apply Sober to it. Um, Sober has been this season, hasn't he? He's been the one that people have been calling out kind of sometimes for no reason. Um, and, the, I mean, that, that's just modern football, in it, unfortunately? Um, I think, what is he, 18, Mbete? Um, 19, I think. 19 but come on these last two performances there's been no scapegoating because <laughs> about three of the goals have kind of been from his mistake and it's just naivety really the one against Luton it was a great example of men against boys on it it was like I'd buy it as just put him on his ass basically it's um but then he's he's a, he's kind of held off Helic as well, and you'd kind of expect someone like Helic, if with this experience that he supposedly was supposed to come in with, and maybe expect better from him in that situation. But yeah, I, 
Um, <laughs> I've gone on, on a tangent now, but um, why do you scapegoat? I think, yeah, mob, mob mentality. It just, people just do it, don't they? It's modern football. Yeah, I mean, personally, you know, I'll blame Silver Thomas for everything, despite the fact he's got the most assists in the league this season. It's not good enough. Um, I, well, we, everyone knows how I feel about Silver. Um, you know, I think that's a bit hard. I think with the scapegoat stuff, um, I don't want to, I, I say this a lot, but I think if we're going to treat this as a kind of more existential thing, I think, look, there's a lot of frustrations with where we are at the moment. Um, we finished third, we got to play our final, lost. We all know how we lost. That was frustrating. We started the season. It's been poor. You know, we're second from bottom. And it's just, uh, this squad is better than that. So yeah. I can understand why everyone's frustrated. I think you want to look for, you want to point to one thing and just look at why this isn't working, why it is. I think we could argue with Schofield. I think Fotheringham, although two games in charge, we're still seeing something's not quite right. I think people always look to blame something because, well, to be honest, it's a lot easier to blame something than just an individual thing than look at several things that contribute to it. Um, so I think there's that. I, I agree with Dave. It's not just town. I think any football club, there'll always yeah. be someone who's yeah. scapegoated or blamed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I think, you know, it's, it's tricky. It depends how you feel about it. People... When they watch football, you want to get a lot of your emotions out. You know, it's it, you get stuck in. I mean, we've all said things at football that we regret, um, or things that we, if you heard in the cold light of day, you'd, you'd be embarrassed if they played it back. Yeah. I know I've certainly said stuff like that, even though, um, well, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything silly. I said, I think I said to, who, who did I say? No, um, <laughs> just. Yeah, we all say silly things. I think um, it's a classic case of those who shout loudest, particularly online. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you, um, you know, like Sorb has been picked out on a, a few times unfairly, in my opinion, and Bete didn't have the best game. Um, and then I also think, you know, like Matt, Matt is a good example of this. He tweeted about him better having a bad game. Yeah. Um, and then he did the spaces post-match and he's already like, well, I actually feel a bit bad for doing that. And I think yeah. I'd like to think most people feel like that. You just say it in the heat at the moment. So yeah, exactly. I think football fans are always going to scapegoat. It's just whether um, it crosses the line. And I think we've seen this season with Sorba, um, some of the stuff online has crossed the line. So um, it's a good question, Dave. Um, no idea know, why. I've... Do you know where the term scapegoat comes from, Brady? I don't. Talk Quite interesting. It's in the Bible. A okay. goat was sent into the wilderness after the Jewish chief priest had symbolically laid sins of people upon it. Pretty interesting, that, isn't it? There's your fact of the day. There you go. <laughs> Come for the uh, question about Mbete, stay for the Bible. Well, I just, I never, I'd never, ever known what it actually meant, to be honest, apart from, yeah, just laying all the blame on someone else. So, um, I just wanted to Google it quickly and actually know what it meant. Look at, look at Tom auditioning for QI over it. Yeah, no, it's Radio 4, isn't it? This tonight. Yeah. Oh, hang on. <laughs> if it's Radio 4, I need to respond. <laughs> oh, yes. Very clever. It's <laughs> very interesting. I already knew that, but I'm glad you shared it. Um, <laughs> so, Smilerwell asks, um, shout out to Sean. He, he asks, again, on the subject of scapegoats, and better rightly getting a lot of criticism from the game, but he's only 19. What about Helic? These youngsters need looking after, and his performances overall have been poor since joining us. Rhetorical question, if Pearson was available, would he be dropped? Look, um, Helic's a good point. The only thing I will say to defend Helic is he joined us and he's had no pre-season. Um, so I think yeah. that's why he looks a bit rusty, couldn't sort his feet out for the goal. Um, it's, it happens. I, I think it's tricky. You know, if you want to... If we're going to compare this, Lionel Messi last season when he joined PSG didn't have a pre yeah. and he yeah. didn't look good. So I think you can be the best player in the world in Messi and still not look. Yeah, bad season. Mete, I think it's it's tricky because he's obviously a talented player. You know the the game he played for Man City before he joined us was against Barcelona in like a friendly. You know, and they were pretty strong teams. So he's clearly got something about him. Uh, you know. Just 
it's tricky because we, we've not been good defensively. I think if you look at that and some a lot of the questions about our defence, it's probably because we're not con- playing a consistent. Uh, mm. We're not playing the same people. And his young lad is coming into a difficult environment. The chips are down. We're bottom of the table. And not everyone is going to be a Levi Cole and just come in and change it. You know, a lot of loans, we say this, but a lot of Premier League players, it's his first experience with football. A lot of them come in to make these mistakes for them, get better. So when they return to their parent clubs or go out on another loan elsewhere, they've, they've learned from the experience. So, you know, we'll, we'll come on because we always predict to, um, God, that was just words, just said words. Uh, we'll come on to our team predictions, but I don't think he should be in the in the lineup for the game on Sunday, um, just kind of to give him a bit of a break. But that doesn't mean mm. to say can't do what Ollie Turton did last season, come back in, you know, improve and, yeah. and go from there. So, it, yeah, if Pearson was available, yeah, I don't think he would be playing. But um, no. that's the situation we are. Uh, Tom, what... um, I'll just say on that, I'd pretty much say everything you've touched on there. But um, I think of all the, all the kind of formational positions on a football pitch, uh, the one that needs to say stay as consistent as it can be is that kind of back four or back three, whatever you're playing. I just think defensively you need to have a unit that just basically hang out together for, well, they play together all the time, they hang out together, they they work together. Just That's the most difficult thing. You've got two players who've played next to each other now, two games in a row, done it for the first time ever, basically. And it does yeah. make a difference because you, you, you need to know what, what your kind of partner is like back there. You need to know that if that other centre-back's with you, you, you kind of pick up on maybe they're a bit more aggressive. That means you can drop off and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it takes time, but ooh, do we have that time? Do you know what I mean? At the moment, it's such a shame Pearson is injured because you slot him in there with Lees and, and then someone else. And I think... I think we we tighten up a lot more. No, I agree. I think yeah, I think we really miss Pearson. Um, again, kind of in the same wheelhouse. Uh, Nathan M asks, "Is Lee Nichols still undroppable?" I, I think, yeah, I think I think he is. Um, I looked at the stats; he's only got one clean sheet in eleven games. But yeah, he's made some unusual errors, um, but he's made some good saves. And I, I think we kind of touched on their defenses. You know, unsettled currently. We've not really played the same lineup more than two games in a row. Had two managers already. He's he's a great he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it's just like anything. The more consistency we get in terms of selection, I think we'll, we'll regain confidence. And he's he's already yeah. saved. You know, he's already made some really good saves in, in games. Exactly. So I, and if you look at the replacements, you know, who is it? Billy Kapic, like a young man to chuck in. I, I just think. Yeah. He's he's going to keep playing, you know, um, and it, so he should. I, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he should be dropped. No. Um, you think like last season, he had a much more at this for most of the season, he had a much more solid defense in front of him, um, and like you said, he has made some pretty good saves so far this year. He's, he's and you can't expect him to do everything. There's all. If he if he didn't have mistakes in him, he wouldn't be playing for Huddersfield Town. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. You've, I mean, what is it? Maybe three mistakes this season, but you have the same defense in front of him this year. Then maybe those three mistakes aren't happening. It's all a bit. It's kind of like averages in it at, um, at this level with goalkeepers because they're just not going to be. Well, I think any goalkeeper in it is such a difficult position because you make one or two mistakes and you're slated. Um, a defender or a midfielder makes one, one, two, three mistakes in a game. It's different. It's because the the stakes are so much higher, aren't they? So for me, yeah, not not droppable. Um, I mean, if you, I'd, I'd back the the lads come in, but it's it's basically we're back round to what we were a couple of seasons ago and throwing in Ryan Schofield in the deep end. Is that the right thing to do? Probably not. No, particularly where we are now. Um, Marcus Burlew asks, Fotheringham's showing loads of faith in the youth. Which players do you believe could make the next step up? And how do you see them being used? As so far, he's almost filling the weak points of the squad with youth, like he's trying to give mm. us that fight back in those positions. I have to say, Ben Jackson was really good 
um, and I think he should should start against Hull. Yeah. Um, Tom, I've I've gone first in a lot of these. Any youngsters? Ben Jackson. I've I've been waiting for him to pop in to that starting lineup sooner rather than later. Do you know what I mean? So I was really pleased to see him starting on Tuesday. I thought he was he was as solid as he could be. Um, I mean, the desire to get to that ball ahead of his man as well for the goal is great to see. The beauty of these young players coming in is that they're playing with almost out any fear and they've got kind of, they've got nothing to prove, but then they, they want to go out there and prove that they can do a job. You know what I mean? It's, it's a brilliant scenario that you've got in. And blooming it, we've got some really talented lads in that in that academy. So it's like Kamara having the step up. Um I mean Diara's not really not really done what maybe you thought he would do. Um this season thought we'd see a bit more of him already. I mean I'm he's not on learn is he? That's what I mean. He hasn't he hasn't yeah. gone on learn this season, has he? So um I I kind of was hoping we'd have maybe seen a bit of a cameo now and again from him. Um, so yeah, I think more of the same. Ben Jackson and um, but then you look out who's out on loan. I mean, the the lads that I'm trying to think of, and I'm putting names in my head, and the well, most of them are on loan at Harrogate, aren't they? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, we should just just call back from Harrogate, come back in the minibus. Yeah, um, I yeah, I, I think Diara. Look, it was he was playing in League Two last season. Had a bit of an injury. Is is a big step up, but you know we we can see. Um, Brody Spencer. Obviously, there was a lot of talk of him. You know, at the start, and mm. he only played against the, um, you know, in the Carabao Cup against Preston, where we lost four one at home. But mm. I think that was more on Schofield. Maybe, maybe we could see him. Obvious one. We've seen him a bit this season. And he's looked good in spells. Pat Jones. But I think we'll probably see more from him. Yeah, um, yeah it's weird. Like, up, did you know? Uh, I don't actually know. Um, I don't think it's too serious, is it? It's just it's just injured at the moment. But yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Like people, you know, people have been crying out to see mostly arrogant. <laughs> so like, you know, <laughs> I think it's funny, isn't it? Like you'd maybe say, does Danny Grant get a go? But he's mm-hmm. he's out on loan. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I I think I think Jackson should keep his place. Um, and yeah. Probably Pat Jones, Spencer, and Diara are the ones you, yeah. you look at. Um, so this question is from James Whitaker, who Ooh, yeah. um, he asks, and I thought I'd include this one, Tom, because um, mm. when Town are playing rubbish, we love refer- looking back uh, on good and not so good times. Yeah. Who? Is- so James asks, who is Town's worst ever loan signing? Do we have a new contender, James? Don't be harsh on him, but it's better played how many games. We've had some absolute stinkers over the years as well. <laughs> so has Jim put his option down there? Has he no, he isn't. He hasn't. But right. can I so I've gone through the last couple yeah. of seasons. Um yeah. and I'm I have picked, in my opinion, the worst loan players from the last five years. So right. last season. This will be a little jog of the memory because I completely forgot yeah. about some of these. Okay, last season, mm. Mipo Odebeko, just yeah, yeah, well, barely pointless, played. Pointless, barely played. Twenty twenty-one season, probably Joel Pereira played two games and we yeah, two terrible. That is a, that's a bad one. He that's was a bad one. He was shocking. He was. What's he, he was even doing great. now? Like, he's still playing. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, okay, nineteen twenty, Andy King. Like just not the worst, but out of the list, not the best. Yeah, not the worst, but yeah, out the list. Yeah, yeah. Okay, for completely forgot about this, and this was a disaster. Eighteen nineteen. I, I know exactly who you're going to say. Jason Punchin. Yeah, absolute. <laughs> he was a disgrace. Um, the thing that tipped me over the edge with him was when we were down at West Ham and we were putting in one of our better performances. Um, I think we were three one up or something, and he missed the sitter. To make it 4-1, an absolute sitter, like open goal kind of sitter. 
And then he kind of gave the ball away. And then West Ham started to come back and won the game 4 3. And like, it would have been like one of the shining lights from one of the worst seasons ever to go down there and beat West Ham 4 1. Are you yeah. personally blaming Jason And I am Hunch personally blaming him for that. Yeah, I am. He was shocking. He was absolutely shocking player. He'd be up there then. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, uh, the rumour was he fell out, like he joined. In fact, like Wagner left, didn't he, like the day after? Yeah. And then didn't he get into a fight with Jan Siva and that was it? Who <laughs> like, didn't do a fight with yeah, Jan Siva? Yeah, who didn't? Who didn't? Um, <laughs> 17 18. Yeah. Harsh, harsh this, but barely played. So not, not 16 17 before everyone's like, <gasps> yeah. Uh, Casey, Casey Palmer, barely played. Yeah. Well, he left, um, didn't he? Yeah. 16-17, all pretty good, apart from this guy called Aaron Mai. Right, okay, here we go. James, here, I I just thought I'd read the whole list. I'm not including all the players in the centre, terrible. But 15-16, Elvis Manu. Yeah, terrible. Emir Hughes, Van Lepara. No, I'm not including Van Lepara. Mustafa Mustafa Carriol. Scored a well uh, uh, to carry on against Rotherham. Jamie Patterson. All right. Not, all right. Elliot Ward. Can't even remember him. Jed Steer. No, oh, Jed Steer, I liked him. Good goalkeeper. Jed Steer. James Husband. Uh, yeah. What was he? Uh, right back or something. Yeah, Ben Chilwell. So, like, uh, <laughs> like you say, I'd completely forgot about some of them. I mean, Ben Chilwell was all right. Like My... I said... Worst, Who's your worst? Lucas Djokovic. Yeah. Um, simply because when he stormed off and threw his shirt at Lee Clark, and then I don't think he ever played again for us, did he? So he was a bad one. Um, was no, I thought was Lionel Ainsworth wasn't on loan, and then we signed him. He was just terrible when we signed him, wasn't he? So he wasn't alone. Um. I can't think of any Liam Dickinson. He was on loan, I think. But mm. I guess he scored a couple of goals for us. Um, well, I'm trying to we'll think of who. I think Djokovic, probably mine. Djokovic. I'm going punching because that's kind of like, I think that's pretty bad. Like, he didn't oh, yeah, he was terrible. Well. Yeah. 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 Um, I asked one of the, I asked Matt because, uh, you know, he he's older than us. Uh, yeah. Andy Williams. You said in the mid nineties, right? Not not best, and Steve Baker. Um, so what I'll do is I reckon we'll tweet that out because that'll be an yeah, definitely, one. yeah. Um, we'll get some interesting responses. So yeah, do let us know um, when that tweet goes out. But yeah, I thought I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom, the lineup. It's time for your boss. It's the lineup right. for the previous league game. Yeah, it was a three-five-two. So we had Nichols. Mm-hmm. Lees, Helic, and Bete, Thomas, Kamara, Kasumi, Holmes, Jackson, Rhodes, and Ward. Hey, Tom, who was who was uh, the people who were saying, "Oh, Dwayne Holmes should play in midfield"? Uh, it was me and midfield. you. Oh, it was, it was me and you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it you was. can tell. It... I wrote a letter to Mark Fotheringham asking him to do it. I think he must have read it. Yeah, there you go. Power of influence. Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, Kasumu. Can't play in this one because they've got um, two yellows. Um, what would you What would you do for this one then? Would you uh, keep the same formation? Pretty much, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. if Nakayama is fit, I'd be bringing him in for Mbete. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I guess Kasumu. If you're going off who was on the bench, probably Rudone. Slots in that middle for where Kasuma yep. was. I'm assuming Hogg and Russell are available. Might um, be. We don't know. If they them. are, I'd probably rank it Hogg, Rudoni, Russell at the moment, given form. Okay. Um, I think I think Russell and Kamara. I guess Kamara has got that kind of that speed in him that. I'm, well, I'm saying maybe I'm saying Hoggy's. I, I just think Hoggy and Kasuma are, are more similar. You know what I mean? They're that kind of little scrappy player that you need in there yeah. as well. I don't think Russell comes in and and complements Kamara as well as as that kind of player. Um, 
No. So I think that I'd 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 actually keep it the same and then yeah, Nakayama and um Hog or Rudone work as soon as yeah. um yeah, no, I I've put um I've I've done that basically. Done the same. I think Rudone should start just just see how it goes. Um mm. yeah, Nakayama. I mean to be fair, you could play <laughs> You could actually give Will Will Boyle a start if Nakayama's not fit. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, why not? The Boilermeister. Uh, I mean, um, come on, he can't he can't make as many mistakes as Mbetti has in his last two games. Surely, do you know what I mean? I, I, sometimes it's just a bit of confidence as well, isn't it? What's exactly. Boyle played two games? I mean, he came on for one game and fell over straight away, but he might have and not then hacked places. someone. Oh. He, Oh yeah, he, he fell Grant, didn't he? And it should have been like yeah. a definite pen. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking myself out of it. I just feel like in his confidence is surely shot at the moment. If he's, you know, what I mean, I would not be throwing him in. Yeah, again. particularly because someone on this on the podcast keeps criticising him. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Look, I was well excited when he signed, and I think he, you've got a player there. But throwing a nineteen-year in your nineteen-year-old lad into such a key position like that, yeah, maybe it was expecting a bit too much. I, I'm not writing him off. I think it's a long season. We've got no. four weeks off for the World Cup. I think he could he could come back. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't play him for this. I'd, I'd probably go Nakayama. But um, then maybe I'm going on my thing that I said earlier and you want to keep that consistency. Maybe you just keep playing Lee's Helic and Betty. Maybe that's what he likes. Maybe that's why Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Um Yeah. Yeah. They're glaring character. That's the problem. Yeah. I do like our five a bit more now though. Like Thomas, I thought Thomas was really good. I thought Jackson yeah. deserves another go. Kamara's looking Good. I think um, you know, can tell he's still a young lad, but he's he's made a really you know impressive start. I think Holmes had a really good game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not sure if Rhodes and Ward like were the best together. Mm. But I have to say, I've been very impressed with Jordan um, this, so far this season. I don't think he's Ward's been really... the better of the two so far. I think for me, yeah, <laughs> and long, you know, uh, more medium term, long term. Um, like Simpson, you know, Tyree Simpson will probably be back yeah. after the World I'm Cup. Looking forward that to could him. be interesting. Yeah, a bit of pace up there would be very welcome, wouldn't it? From what he's looked like for Swindon, that's basically his game is running, running at people and then just toe prodding it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need yeah, that. But he just, he just doesn't look like he's not scared of having a go and having a go at players. And I think throw him in the mix that's a that's a great asset to have up there 100% okay so we've pretty much put the same team then um what what's your match score prediction on um oh it'd be great not to concede three again wouldn't it no it's so, terrible <laughs> how about four for four yeah, I'd love, I'd love um, to concede double yeah I think Town are going to win this All right, game. Nice. I actually win. think Town are going to win this game, Brady, 2 1. Oh, okay. I like it. I think it'll be quite close. Um, I wonder if they'll have what's his face in by then, Pedro. Pedro. Um, which would be interesting. But yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Town can win this game. And Town can definitely score. I mean, we've just come off the back scoring free. If our set pieces are as good as they were against Luton, yeah. Come on, 2-1 town. Nice, okay. I've gone for, we're playing the worst defence in the division. We can't defend. Um, I'm going for 3-2 town. I think it's going to be a good game for the neutral, but I think it's just going to be, they've got a guy who can score, I can see him scoring at least one. Um, Yeah. But I I also think, they're, they're terrible at the back, so I can see us scoring more than one. So could be a good game. And I think nine seven the town. Can <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> hey, maybe maybe we could do what City did to United six three. I take that. Um, don't think so somehow because we have no. we have Jordan Rhodes 
and not Erling Haaland. Although, you know, as Erling Haaland scored 95 goals in the Championship, no. it's, uh, it's hard exactly. to say who's better. Yeah, um, it is. Sorry, 95 goals to 10, I should say. No, 95 goals to 10. But yeah, I'm going 3-2. Yeah. yeah, so we're both going for 10 wins. That's interesting. And then we'll see how it plays out. But before we go, Tom, we need a hero. We all, we, we're we 23rd on the table. Someone to lift us up. Someone to really, you know, get some elbow grease in that team and, and lift yeah. them up. Who would that be, Tom? Um, Lukas Djokovic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing elbow. Um, I think the fans could probably see I was trying my best to work hard. The amazing elbow. As a centre forward, you know, the last thing you want is a goal drought starting off at a club. Started on my own up front, and the really good centre forwards like Jordan were rested. So, what what's the current score on the poll? Because this is live polling; it could change. We might have live to do. <laughs> We might have to do like four different scenarios. Nah, nah. it's uh, it's dizzy penalties. Okay, so dizzy pen- penalties is going to win. So yeah. where we were last is uh, Hawkeye had its little meltdown, didn't it? Because it couldn't take the pressure. So yeah. uh, El Mason Elba escapes from the clutches of uh, the Cabbage Man and his dinner ladies, but um, he he starts to get surrounded by them on the pitch and is saved by David Wagner's Barmy Army. Um, little did we know that that kind of fell through, didn't it? Um, and, <laughs> um, and before the celebrations could erupt, um, this the saviour of the David Wagner Barmy Army is interrupted by dizzy penalties taking place on the, uh, on the middle of the pitch. Um. So as the dizzy penalties take place, uh, the amazing elbow runs towards Rambo um, and grabs the microphone and he screams into it, dot, dot, dot. What does he scream into it, eh? Oh, I like that. Screams into the microphone. Do you want to go first, Tom? If, um, I can do. I haven't particularly got one, so I'll no, just... Make... Yeah. <laughs> he... Screams into it. Um, <laughs> single man, reveal yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Steal Matt's meme. <laughs> also, it's really funny because uh, me and Matt were talking about, oh, you know, have you seen this interview where he gets called Braveheart in uh, <laughs> like the German press and he like, f- f- kicks off and then like Matt's like, oh, yeah, he was in this death zone in this interview. <laughs> And then, before I know it, he's done a video where he's pretending he's Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, single man, reveal yourself. Um, I think he... Okay, so he grabs the microphone off Rambo and he, sa- he says... He said, what's that in the cowshed loyal? Oh, mysterious, mysterious. So we've only got two there, Brad. Is that enough, or do you want to just throw in a random? Yeah. Do you... Okay. I don't know what it could let's... be. Though. Maybe, maybe we'll just add it on to the end anyway. Um, we'll no, get... no. Let, let, let's think. Um, right. I think he launches into a karaoke rendition of the winner takes it all. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your karaoke song, Tom? Actually, oh, I've got a number, mate. Okay. Um, if I just say right now, first one, what's the one? Phil Collins' the "Studio" is one of my favourites to get everyone going. Oh, nice. Any Neil Diamond. Yeah. Um, I do a mean Neil Di- Neil Diamond impression. So yeah. maybe maybe one day coming to a a social club near you, there'll be a Tom Bradshaw Neil Diamond impersonator. Um, I want to see that. What about me? Uh, well, it depends. I'm a I'm a crowd pleaser. If you if you didn't gather, so it depends who mm-hmm. I'm with. Um, I think if I'm with people my age, nothing wrong with doing some uh, Avril Lavigne. Um, yeah, I'm with you. You know the the ballad. Do you remember that? Yeah, solid. Yeah. can't go wrong with Alanis Morissette. Ironic that I I, yeah. um, I did that on a stag do in Sheffield to uh, 
to critical acclaim. There happened to be some broadsheet journalists. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, true story did went down very well at a karaoke pub and show. A true so. story, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Not not the journalist, but yeah. I, yeah. I got I got clapped. All right. Um, no, I got. <laughs> don't, I, I I wrecked my knee right before this. Right before I was meant to sing. So like, there's a picture of me. I won't tweet it out, but there is a picture of me holding onto my knee, like in yeah. absolute agony, belting out a last more set. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. So either that or I have done um, Pulp Disco 2000. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's a good one. That is a good yeah. one. My mate does tequila, and that always gets a laugh. Obviously. Oh yeah. Um, also on this stag do, yeah. best karaoke I've seen, this girl on her own just sang, and I'm talking, the crowd is like a stag do of 20-somethings, and then the rest is like mums and dads. Like We're talking yeah. like 45 plus. Yeah. <laughs> Start singing, because I got high. <laughs> <laughs> on her own. Nice. Nice one. <laughs> so we'll leave you on that. Um, well, yeah, we'll also... <laughs> Why don't we tweet about people's karaoke songs as well? Yeah, you know, send us in not? your favourite karaoke songs. Favourite karaoke songs and the worst ever lone player. Um, and, yeah. you know, town are doing rubbish at the moment, but we will keep bringing you in these random questions. We loved all the pie chat, by the way. That was great. So um, keep it coming. Keep it coming, that's what I say. But we'll probably, we'll probably stop it there, Tom. Uh, <laughs> before we talk about karaoke songs because yeah. people accuse us of uh, doing what Stephen Chicken and Hartrick do now which is where they recommend albums but we're talking yeah. karaoke songs so yeah true. anyway that's, that's better isn't it yeah oh, I'll leave oh, a re- I'll do a I'll do a blog on my uh, review of the holiday and in Rotherham for you though anyway there we go nice nice okay cool <laughs> Okay, so while Tom does that, uh, we'll say thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring this. Um, Maybe a karaoke night at the tap room. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) But if you are going to the tap room, or if not, do you know what? You want to order online, get them straight to your house. Who wants to leave the house? It's getting colder. Uh, You can get 10% off orders that you do online with the code AHTTC10. So uh, that's our little code. Use it. Use it lose it. As they say, hundred percent. Don't right, think okay, you will that... lose it, but use it. <laughs> You'll lose our respect if you don't use it. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll end it there. <laughs> so, yeah. cheers, everyone, to top it out and up the town. Up the town. So, town play up. We'll bring the car back to order. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.